Hello and welcome to Stories from India, a podcast where we talk about myths, legends and folk tales from India. I'm your host Narad Muni and I'm a mythological character myself. I have the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician and a storyteller. So the way I'm doing my job is by podcast. I've changed the format of the show a little in accordance with your preferences. In these midweek episodes, we will no longer be doing characters of the week. We'll instead do a story. Just so that I don't sound as boring as a Wikipedia article. Today, we are going to see why building castles in the air and counting your chickens before they are hatched is not a good idea. Our story starts in a little village in ancient India. In that village, there lived a man. Let's call him Atur. His profession was that of a singer, combination holy man, combination beggar. In what is probably the earliest example of busking, Atur would perform in the street, singing praises of God. At the end of that, he would pass around his hat and collect money. Usually, that was enough to buy dinner. But one day, he lucked out. A lady gave him a big pot of rice pudding. It's not that his singing had been particularly good that day. The lady just had a lot of leftovers when some guests unexpectedly did not show up. Regardless, Atur was excited. He had no fridge at home, obviously given how poor he was and because refrigerators wouldn't be invented for at least another 2000 years. So Atur couldn't possibly survive on the pudding for a week. But he could consume some and sell the rest. So that is what he decided to do. It had been a long day though. So he hung the pot next to his bed and drifted off to sleep, thinking about all the possibilities. The next day, he sold the remaining rice pudding to a farmer. The farmer desperately needed a packed lunch that day. And in exchange, the farmer gave him a couple of goat kids. You might wonder how poor Atur, who couldn't feed himself, could afford to care for the goats. But we'll come to that bit later. He did care for the goats and raise them. And then the goats had kids of their own. He sold the goats and upgraded to a pair of cows. The cows had calves. And Atur managed to sell milk, butter and cheese. He made a pretty good second income with that. This continued and he had a good bit saved up, with which he bought even more cows. Ultimately, he was rich enough to upgrade from his tiny hut into a huge mansion. His social circle expanded and he married the daughter of the wealthiest man in the village. 
many years passed and the couple had a son. The son was not at all a quiet child and mischievous besides. Arthur would work hard all day and when he tried to sleep in the evenings, his son's noise would keep him awake. One such day, when he was particularly tired, he was extra annoyed by the noise. In a fit of rage, Arthur lashed out at his wife, whom he saw responsible for controlling the child. Patriarchal society, obviously. Anyway, when he lashed out, he did so by kicking her. His wife reacted by making the exact sound that a pot makes when it is broken. Huh? Arthur thought, and suddenly he opened his eyes. He had been dreaming the whole time. Everything that had happened since the day he received the pot of porridge was just part of his dream. Arthur looked towards where he had hung the pot, and then looked down. He had kicked the pot and the pot had fallen and shattered into hundreds of pieces. All the porridge or pudding, which could have been his seed capital, was now gone. That's all for now. The moral of that story is obviously to not count your chickens before they are hatched. But another and perhaps more important moral is to not hang pots of porridge within kicking distance of the bed. A couple of notes on the show. The story is from the Panchatantra. We have previously covered a couple of Panchatantra stories in episode 4, Hairy Tales, and episode 29, Act Now, Think Later. Thanks to medieval tourism and trade, the Panchatantra tales are well known in other parts of the world. The name Atur refers to a Hindi word that means hasty or eager. It also means ferocious in some contexts, but it's hasty that I had in mind when naming him Atur. There are many other versions of this tale. In a European version, it's about a milkmaid and her pail. It's also in the Thousand and One Arabian Nights. And there is a Jewish version with honey. The Panchatantra was written by Vishnu Sharma as a challenge. A king was having a hard time managing his sons. They just didn't have the aptitude to read dozens of books, turn in homework, and sit through three-hour exams. Vishnu Sharma took on the challenge of making the boys wise. And to do this, he thought of a revolutionary new idea. At least, it was revolutionary two or three thousand years ago. He wrote and then told the princes stories that could help them absorb important ideas about the lectures. So the Panchatantra was a bit like the Four Dummies or the Idiot's Guidebook series. Wisdom for Princes, a storybook for the rest of us. 
The stories in the Panchatantra are actually chains of stories. At the conclusion of each incident, one of the characters narrates a new story. A little bit like in the 1001 Tales from the Arabian Nights, but without any of the cliffhangers. That's all for this week. In the next episode, we'll talk about me again. You might have heard that I'm the greatest Vishnu devotee out there. Well, that's what I thought as well. What made me change my mind? Let's find out this weekend. If you have comments or suggestions, please leave a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at sfipodcast. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes. Thanks to all of you listeners for your continued support and your feedback. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. I'll see you next time.